Wake up. Life is in session. And you're in control. This is The Pursuit of Awesome. The podcast that gives you the jolt you'll need to seize the day. To live a life you're proud of. And here's your host, Charlie Harari. Morning, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. There's a there's something I want to talk to you guys about. I'm having a hard time doing it, to be honest. I'm going to try. We'll see how it goes. Last week, I lost somebody who I I really admired, loved, and cared for. His name was Rabbi Zachariah Wallerstein. You may know of him. You may have heard of him. He was a larger-than-life character, a individual whose life was dedicated to serving others. He built institutions to help people that needed it. He sustained it on his own. He inspired the masses. He, he was a true man of God. He was a man of God in every way. In, in every way. You know, many times people believe in God, but they don't live with God. They don't they don't act in their beliefs. They don't walk through walls when they need to, you know? He did. We've been talking a lot about the idea of sacrifice. And it keeps on reminding of me and I keep on avoiding it. But I don't think I should. But I keep on doing it, to be honest. He passed away last week. And I have a very hard time talking about it. But I don't think it's appropriate not to. You know, Wallerstein was was a man who... I don't really know a lot of people like him. And I don't I don't want to talk to him about... I'm, I'm not doing this for, for Wallerstein. I'm doing this for me and you. This is the narrative of yesterday's conversation. This is the heroes of last week, right? This is the sacrifice of last week. I'm not talking about Rabbi Wallerstein for Rabbi Wallerstein. I believe he is in heaven right now, in an incredibly good place. I'm doing this that we can learn from this man. We can make sure we carry on some level of his legacy, even if you never met him. I never, I almost never met somebody in my life that believed so strongly in God to the extent that if he felt what he was doing was right and he was very connected to people much greater than he and if he got direction from his mentors, his rabbis and he felt that what he was doing was right he would sacrifice whatever it was he started seminaries and and, and institutions and created programming for tens and hundreds of thousands of people really he created media that reached mil- half a million people he created weekend retreats that inspired people that people spent all year looking forward to found a a ranch upstate for a to to launch a type of therapy because it just didn't exist one man and then 
in between were thousands of calls for direction and advice and encouragement. I one time flew with him for a couple of days on this tour that he organized to inspire people before the high holidays. And it was it was uncanny to me that here's a man who is 20 years my senior. And we would get somewhere, speak, take the red eye, land in a hotel, like bombed. And then there's a speech next in the next few hours. And while everyone else was sort of preparing or going to bed or resting up, he was sort of, he was back-to-back meetings with parents and, and people and children and nonstop for advice, for counsel, for connections. And everyone that he met, he just got charged. And everything that he did, he just kept on pushing. And and it was I was able to watch it firsthand. I was able to see it firsthand. I was able to 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 spend some time with an individual who walked through walls. And what he showed me, I don't know if I'll do it, I could do it, but I guess I can, but I'm not him. He showed me that if you believe there's no wall, you can walk through a wall. Like you see, we believe there are walls. So we like look at it and go, no, no, that's a wall. But you see, with God, there are no walls. And even if you think it's a wall, many times it only looks like a wall until you get up close and you realize it's just a hologram. And so much of life is that way. So much of life is our perceived limitation of what we think we can't be, right? We have learned a helplessness where we, we learn that we can't. We learn that it's not our place. We learn that it's not how, we're not the profile. And the reason why we think this is because it's it's really a self-centered way of seeing the world. It's what can I do? Every once in a while you meet somebody that's mission-centered. What needs to get done? What can I do is very different than what needs to get done. And once you start thinking of what needs to get done and you just do it, you stop thinking about what you can and you can't do and you start realizing there's stuff that you can do that you never thought were possible. There are things that you can do that you didn't think that you can do. That you never push yourself to do because it's about you. But once it becomes about it, about the mission, about someone else, you find strength that you didn't know existed. You find resilience and creativity you didn't know existed. Here's a man that had that had built half a dozen institutions alone while while by the way running a full-time business. While meeting and speaking to hundreds of people a week and giving them counsel. While being an incredible father and 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 grandfather and husband like and at the same time maintaining all of his religious obligations. So just to keep just put this in context. Here's an individual who maintained all of the highest level of religious obligations, meaning he's praying, he's going to synagogue, he's 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 going and doing things. So he's got a calendar filled with stuff to do. And then on top of that, he's a family man. And on top of that, he's he's an advisor for to hundreds a week. And then on top of that, he's got a full full time business. And then on top of that, he's got multiple institutions that he started because there was a need that he's running. 
And on top of that, he's got ideas and he starts doing new programs. Like, <laughs> how does a man like that operate? It's because he lives with the narrative of if it needs to get done, it'll get done. He lives. He lives with God. He doesn't just believe in God. But I want you to know there's a narrative out there. The narrative is, I know what I can, I know what I can't do. It's called learned helplessness. I've learned in life that I can't do stuff. And there are people that unlearn that in life. And if you know one, stay close to them. I lost one last week. I, I lost someone that I really, really, really looked up to. I lost someone that taught that to me. Walk through walls. Never, ever compromise on your beliefs. Care for people more than they, they can even imagine that they could be cared for. Go to the end of the world to help somebody. Not because you'll get it back in return, because that's just the right thing to do. And there's no greater joy in life than the joy of helping others. one man we have a lot of potential if we just let ourselves tell the narrative I learned that from him and I'm going to miss him I'm going to miss him like crazy <sighs> alright everybody have a good day walk through a wall today and when you're walking through the wall, do it for Rabbi Wallerstein. Have a great day. I'll hopefully see you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Pursuit of Awesome. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum's podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Charlie again for more insights on living an awesome life by tuning into the live webinar every weekday morning or by listening to this podcast at your leisure. To sponsor, contact podcasts at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.